1: I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I
0: can tell you It's a final word, World Cup Daily 2023 Adam Collins with you in London, Jeffs at Sapuna on day 28, where New Zealand have been playing South Africa, and he's got the early finish. We're here for Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More Extra, Less
1: Ordinary. Tell us all about it in 30 seconds. Tom Latham of New Zealand won the toss and asked South Africa to bat. Why did he do that? Uh, put them in. Guess what? They make between 300 and 400, because that's what they do when they bat first. 357 this time around, 200 run. Partnership between Hrassi Vunderlas and, and Quinton de Kock, who both made hundreds, and then David Miller smashed them around at the end. They put on 119 in the last 10 overs and new zealand were never at the races lost wickets early lost wickets late lost wickets in the middle Um, (laughs) lost wickets until they were bowled out in 35 overs Uh, glenn phillips made 50 smashing at the end pointless they were out for 167. they've been
0: defeated by 190 runs new zealand had two things going for them early in the tournament early wins four wins the big one over england then taking advantage of a softer part of the draw, but they were able to accumulate quite a bit of net run rate. That's almost completely eliminated if you want to view it in a positive, negative sort of uh, spectrum, they're they're at 0.5 of a percentage point now, in Pakistan, I'm wearing their jacket today because today's a big day for Pakistan because they're now within touching distance and they play New Zealand next. And that is shaping up as something of a, of a quarterfinal. We might talk more about that later. But the particulars of today, as you say, South Africa, 357 for four. Quinton de Kock, his fourth century of the tournament. Quinton, why are you retiring? Vasily van der Dusen cashes in 133 from 118. They put the foot down after passing three figures and then with the ball kashav maharaj four for 46 you mentioned the phillips runs but the wickets up the top from marco yanson all that 167. that means that south africa let the good times roll what the, how they're able to build today jeff Each 10-over block went quicker than the one that came before it. 43, Mm -hmm. 51, 61, 83, 119. The last 10, 119 today, 144 against Bangladesh, 143 against England, 137 against Sri Lanka. They're basically doing 2015 World Cup cricket. And by that I mean they're saving everything for the final 10-overs. We've seen Mm -hmm. one-day cricket evolve a little bit since that tournament where more of the heavy lifting is done in the middle-overs. Well, they're about 150 after 30, right, you know, in traditional kind of one-day speak yeah, shooting for 300-odd from there. Well, they've, they've gone that and some because of their mm-hmm. explosive power at the back, and that didn't even really include
1: Klaassen, who barely got a hit. Well, that, that was the, the interesting thing, is that is that while Takaak and and were building this partnership, there were, this may sound ridiculous, but I thought they left some out there. I thought they yeah. went too slowly at times between about 20 and 40. Um, you look at what South Africa done batting first in this tournament, 428 311, 399, 382. Both the times they've chased, they've lost mm. one and they nearly lost the other and probably coulda, shoulda, woulda lost the other mm. nine down with a, a, an umpire's call decision not given. And then they get asked to bat first. It was absolute stupidity <laughs> from New Zealand. And I don't think it's just hindsight wisdom because literally at the toss, at the time, we all, all of us covering the game went on the record and said, this is daft, it's hot, like, you don't want to field first, you want to make the other team field first. And particularly... When their best player, their most important player, if, if not their most aggressive or destructive, but their most important being Quinton de Cock, is the wicketkeeper. Make him go and keep wicket for 50 overs before he has to come out to bat. He's probably not going to peel off 100 against you. In, in, it's going to be much harder in those conditions. Um, but yeah, there, so there were points through the middle with all that batting power to come, with Markram being in the touch that he's been in, with Klarsen and Miller, um, th- those heavyweights through the middle, uh, through the middle order, not coming in until well into the last 10 overs, it it almost felt like a waste of resources. But maybe it just doesn't matter. I mean, if you make 350, you make 350. It's it's just... It's it's quibbling, but I felt like this was a day when they could have made 380 if they'd gone a little bit harder through the middle and risked losing a wicket through from somewhere between overs 30 and 40 in order to get one of those hitters in,
0: yeah, and look, they they did lose a bowler. New Zealand, Matt Henry, went down with a hamstring in his sixth over, so Nisham had to that's come it. on, and and that's when De Kock really took off. I mean, that that was the that was the reference point for De Kock to put the foot down him, himself and went to 100 with a 6 over backwards square leg from his 103rd delivery. Ravi van gets there a couple of overs later with a 4 to a similar part of the ground. So, uh, just on the cock, he's made 545 runs already in this tournament. Sangakara made 541 back in 2015. That's most ever for a wicketkeeper. Um, now he's equal on hundreds with Sangakara for 4 in a tournament. Only Rohit Sharma sits in front of him. But I Weirdly, I share your view that there was a time there between over, say, 30 and 40, where I thought, and bear in mind, I'm going to say this line for one of the last times he's retiring, it was in New Zealand's interest to keep the cock in. Uh, because you could see where, if, and they were always going to rejig the batting order with Miller or, and um, eventually, Claassen um, coming in before Markram, who whacked the six uh, from his one and only ball in the middle. We might come to that in the Hall of Fame, Jeff. But no, the, the way it was trending, but this is not a normal setup. South Africa aren't playing the game the way other teams are playing it they are they are in such good nick and have such belief in what they can do in terms of clearing the ropes the other stat that came out today they've now hit 82 sixes in the tournament the most ever in a completed World Cup in a completed World Cup is England's 76 sixes back in 2019 so with two group games to go potentially a semi-final and a final they've already hit six more sixes than England hit in four more games four years ago when they were setting any number of scoring records so you know this is an interesting side for many reasons not at least the fact that we thought three months ago they'd be nowhere near it but brute force guys sort of honed their game in in short form leagues it's, it's paying dividends at the moment
1: and the weird thing is that none of these south african batters have been playing any royal london cup 50 over domestic cricket how are they possibly making runs in one day internationals if they haven't been playing english domestic 50 over cricket um it, it was it was just very controlled today um temba bavuma i feel a bit for him uh, because he played so nicely smoked yeah. Four through the covers, you know, four boundaries through the covers. That cover-driven six that he picked up, they mm. were all off Matt Henry, these boundaries. And then his first drive at Bolt, it's angled across him and he edges to slip on 24, but he looked really good early. Um, hasn't got big runs in this World Cup, but has got big runs in the year or so leading up to this World Cup in 50 over cricket. And then it was just Quentin de Kock and Rossi van looking completely unfazed. They put on exactly 200 together. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Miller came in. They sent him in as the left-hander ahead of Classen, which I thought was a bit odd given Classen striking at 100 I don't think the left hand right hand combination matters that much when the blokes striking at 160 through the World Mm. Cup. Maybe just send him in anyway but they didn't and Miller did the job regardless 53 off 30 smoked them at the end Nisham having the bowl as he said so look 357 even if it could have been 380 I guess it didn't need to be 380 And, and New Zealand I suppose when you've nearly chased 380 in the previous game, then maybe you've just used up everything you've got. You know, all, all their juice was gone. But also, against Australia, they didn't have to face Marco Jansen; They faced an out-of-form Mitchell Stark, who was spraying wide surrounds um, every over. And instead, Jansen was on the money as usual. He's up to, what is it, 11 or 12 wickets just in the power play through this tournament. Um, got a little bit of movement, used the sharp bounce. It, so you get, there's, there's Conway caught at slip, um, but then there's Ravindra, who's been the find of the series who is so good with the hook shot but it's Jansen's pace but also bounce it just gets too much for, for Ravindra to play over the top of and it takes the top edge near the splice of the bat and it looks like it's sailing over fine leg for six but in the end it gets held down there and, and really from that point Conway gone for two, Ravindra gone for nine um, you know Will Young wasn't scoring quickly enough to really be a threat, Daryl Mitchell comes out and makes 24 uh, before he's caught off the bowling of Maharaj trying to smack one and then that's pretty much all she wrote, you know New Zealand never looked like they were going to get close to it today even though Phillips hit his 60 um, at the end and was last out. Oh,
0: really smooth South Africa I thought uh, with the ball I mean a beauty to get young great catch to get rid of Mitchell That swirling in the air and Miller underneath it I'm not saying they were anywhere near it but you know we've seen Mitchell um, turn games before in in the last 12 months soft dismissal to get Latham but clever bowling from a bowling into the pitch uh, soon into the attack Um, You know, Sartner is out to Maharaj. What a four wickets for him. Thought he mixed his pace up really well. Maharaj, two wickets with balls that were quite slow out of the hand. And we're actually used to more seeing that from Sartner. But he's worked his way into the tournament at the right time because we're going to be seeing pitches. They may not be used pitches necessarily, but the grounds will be taking more wear and tear. And it it, it should be a tournament that the deeper we get into it, it takes more to spin. So I was glad to see he finished with four and, and Jansen with three. Just to go back to Rassi van for a moment, I reckon he gets a, a, a tough rap sometimes, you know. And this is partly a test match thing, I reckon, that we've... That We've seen yeah. him flattered to deceive against the red ball, and we forget that he's got an imposing white ball record, an average with a six in front of it. And he, he the way he plays belies the way he looks. Rassi van der Dusen yeah. looks like a, a plunderer in the mould of, yeah, David Miller, his teammate. But it's very different. He's actually got beautiful touch, and he always has. He's a more... Elegant, traditional, tactile cricketer than a bludgeoning come in at four or five, which of course is why he bats number three in this one-day side. But yeah, it was an aesthetically pleasing innings, even though he ended up striking at well over 100, and, and that strike yeah. rate caught up after passing three figures. So I I think that you know him coming into form at the right time as well. Uh, they're answering a lot of questions right now, and whoever they get in the semi-final, I'm not sure whether they have formally qualified for the semis at the back of this they, they probably haven't because of the um as you were discussing on the weekly show jeff there were all these exotic scenarios where india can miss and so on of course they won't but um mm. but they will be there in the semi south africa and uh, they're going to be a handful no matter who they play even if they play india uh, in the semi that'll that'll be the matchup india don't want they'll be more, they'll be quite happy with i think Australia, who they beat comfortably. Um, Pakistan, who they have the wood over if they get in there. Or New Zealand, whose form's gone off a cliff. Who they won't want to get if they were to drop a game towards the end is South Africa.
1: South Africa, so they're on 12 points now with a very big net run rate. So in theory, there are are a couple other teams who could catch up to them on 12, but wouldn't catch them on net run rate. Regardless, I think, you know, Afghanistan being one of those, Afghanistan could beat South Africa in order to catch them on 12, but wouldn't make up net run rate, even if that happens, I think, without looking at the table right now. So they're pretty much good to go. It's just a matter of where they finish now and and probably avoiding India is, is the go, even just how machine-like they've been as they've been ticking through it um so yeah van der and the, the last bit because he was going at a strike rate of about 70 at one point yeah. when he was up around 70-80 and he picks it up to go well past 100 hits five sixes most of them late in his innings and their drives over mid-off and mid-on um so he he does really well in terms of lifting that rate although it's a dangerous game sometimes to leave too much to the back poor old Trent Bolt another one he drops the catch off Nisham at long off off van der Dusen that goes over the rope for six um just just a few echoes there. If you watched a game in 2019 at some point <laughs> um, around about July, you might have picked up on that one. So it felt for him. Bolt bowled beautifully, by the way. While these guys were rampaging and made 350, Bolt went for absolutely bugger all up until his tenth over. So he's, he was he was 28, one for 28 off his first eight. Um, his ninth over was bowled right at the death. It only went for seven runs, I think. And then the last over got he got whacked for a four and a six. That, um, Messed up his figures a bit at one for 49 but even so you know, he just bowled so well he hit those yorkers almost routinely and was really good today so you know unlucky that the rest of his team didn't show up for the most part and that henry gets injured that doesn't help although henry got smashed against australia regardless the upshot is massive massive margin 190 run loss and and this is what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that new zealand were getting pumped up even though they had a softer entry to the competition and this these were the three games that I remember talking to you about saying yep. this is where we find out if they're actually a contender or not is when they play India Australia South Africa back to back they've lost all three they need to win against Sri Lanka and Pakistan um, and so you know New Zealand's face a, a pretty tough test from here
0: yeah and look they, they're still in control of their own destiny which is where you want to be at this stage of round Robin but um look injury to Henry feels significant I hope you know that, that I think he went I've off I've only a got precautionary measure. players right now Adam. Yeah, so, yeah, because so we know hit, Ferguson's hit, off anyway We know that Williamson's missing at the moment So and, they're going to want to get Chapman. at least And Chapman of, of course as well So you know, just with the Henry piece to this And you might have got more info at the ground My instinct was maybe this was a precautionary measure He was either with six over You know, that, that, I don't know that, That's probably a long bow to draw But um, you can't run the risk of him tearing a hamstring Straining yeah. it, you might be back in a week Or nine days or ten days Or, or something like that so they need to find a way to regroup. And look, they did that in 2019. New Zealand uh, were, were getting out of form at the wrong time in the group stage there. They lost to the West Indies, they uh, narrowly. They, they lost to England heavily up at Durham. And they got their shit together just in time to beat India in a semi-final. So they'll be relying on Williamson coming back. I haven't heard any status updates on him in the last week or so, but they'll need him because this Pakistan game, as we touched on before, Becomes mm-hmm. just gigantic. It's on Saturday. Um, I've got it written down here where they're playing. They're playing on Saturday at the uh, Chinnaswamy. So we know that's a heavy scoring ground, and right. in, in Pakistan back in. Um, some nick yesterday with a, a pretty impressive win. So um, look, that that's, that that's a side coming back into form against a side that's out of form. I know form can be a nebulous idea but um, you want to be trending in the right direction so mm. um, cannot wait for that one. Just one more note on the game itself before we shuffle onto the Hall of Fame and all the rest of it. Um, Quinton DeCock and his retirement. Jeff, we haven't really had the chance to dig into that in any real depth since it got announced. He's 30 and he's withdrawing from Uh, one-day cricket. It just feels like such a crying shame. I I mean, I know that uh, the senior players often benchmark their involvement in formats around World Cups and if he's not intending on being a a 50-over player in as a 34 year old then maybe he's doing the right thing by making way I'm not sure but like a guy who's in the best form of his life uh, seeing fit to walk off the stage and announcing it before the finals have even happened it it feels premature to me and I, I hope he is able to reconsider this decision because when he's firing they are such a better team they can lay the foundation which does allow those bigger hitters those t20
1: guys to come in at the back and And do as they as they see fit although maybe he's playing so well because he knows he's going to retire because that that pressure's off he feels relaxed basically he's over cricket he's he's sick of playing it he's sick of being on the road all the time and uh, so for those has suggested there's a little whisper that he might think about Coming back in, in four years for the World Cup in South Africa, but not play a lot in the interim. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's that's a stretch. They didn't they didn't take AB back when he made himself available in 2019. But True. who knows? Uh, he, he's he's just sick of it. He's done with it, and I think that's understandable when you've been playing since a young age and and producing. So uh, it, it is it is unfortunate, but there are, there are there are points where you don't want to be on the road all year, and and nobody's making a fortune playing for South Africa. They will make a fortune playing in a few select T20 leagues. So that's what he'll. I mentioned that um,
0: what New Zealand have coming up. uh, South Africa get the perfect possible free hit, I reckon. They get India in their next game at Eden Gardens. That'll be a a blockbuster first versus second. But in some ways, you'd rather be South Africa because expectations are measured around India. Everyone assumes they're going to do what Australia did in 2003 and and 2007 and and run the table. So a chance there for the Proteas and they have Afghanistan to finish, who conceivably can can still make it and overtake New Zealand. Okay, Jeff, time to move along to the Final Word Hall of Fame. Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Uh, Jeff, I was talking to Cam about this yesterday and I thought I'd I'd discuss it with you as well. There's so much to do at Westfield. We've gone through that um, over a number of weeks and months now. But maybe the best thing you can choose to do is donate blood. Uh, the UK is facing a shortage of O-negative and B-negative blood at the moment. Uh, and to ensure the hospitals have the right amount of blood when they need it at a really tricky time of year around Christmas, they're doing a blood drive right now at both Westfield, London and Westfield, Stratford City. There's an NHS blood donation bank at both of the centres. Uh, if you don't know your blood type, they'll do a finger prick test there and then they'll let, they'll let you know and you can give blood immediately. Um, and if you already know your blood type, you can book now online and go in there and save some time. That's blood dot westfield london westfield stratford city more bloody extra less bloody
1: ordinary jeff uh, do you know your blood type camp did that surprised me do you wouldn't have a clue I, I asked my mother once and she said i don't know i don't remember um so you know thanks <laughs> mum and um as for yeah there, were, there, were, there used to be some qualifications that i couldn't donate because i'd lived in too many other countries and they used to be pretty uh, pretty weird about all that sort of stuff so you know um I, I don't know but i can find out next time i go to westfield I just saw an Alex
0: Hartley-shaped character walking in behind you and shot. Hello, Alex. Um, Yeah, just on um, uh, blood donations and and stuff that happened today, Harsha Bogle is a great advocate for um, blood donations in India. He does an amazing amount of work uh, promoting the cause on on social media. I love the question that he asked Quinton de Kock at the halfway mark about, you know, surely this is the best you've ever batted in one-day cricket. And Quinton was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think so. Like, yeah, probably. Like, it was <laughs> for a guy that's rattled off four hundreds in seven hits. He was, yeah. a, he was altogether, um, he was altogether non-committal. Uh, so that was the first thing that jumps out at me. The other thing, off commentary, it was Mark Nicholas when Ravindra uh, hold out to uh, fine leg, wasn't it? So yeah, it lands about ten yards inside the circle, mm-hmm. uh, inside the ring uh, boundary rather. And we're all guilty of this sometimes. We think a ball's going for six and we start calling it, and it doesn't make it. And he goes, "That's a six."
1: Caught in the deep. He kind of recovered it just before uh, finishing the word. So expertly saved there by Mark Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got a Mark Nicholas moment for you because he poked his head around the commentary box to, to say day during the first innings. You know, just, just a, a sort of how are you, where have you been sort of stuff. Mm. And and mid-sentence, he can't help himself. He has to commentate. that doesn't hit the six down the ground. And mid-sentence, he just breaks off and goes, well, that is flat and hard. <laughs> just mid-conversation. <laughs> like off the It's a sixer. It would have been better. How do you play with that? <laughs> just couldn't help it just had to go for it so that was good Um, I've I've especially enjoyed the conspiracy theory today among the nutters online is that um, the BCCI may be in league with China and the PCB have arranged for New Zealand to choose to bowl because they want to make sure Pakistan make the semi semi-finals so they can have an India-Pakistan final. So apparently the Kiwis are in on that. Um, don't know how they got bought off, but, but that, literally people have been positive <laughs> to me as, well, obviously this is what's happening. Have you checked out what the CCCP are up to? No, I haven't. I should be looking at CCCP, CCTV because that's how you find out what they're doing. But um, my last Hall of Fame is Aidan Markram with the six from one ball. Mm. Great. He joins the list. There are 11 players in ODIs who have hit six off one ball. He's the first specialist batter ever to do it. They're always tail-enders. There are a couple of all-rounders in there in Yusuf Pathan and Shadab Khan. But you've got Wazim Akram did it first. Akib Javed, Venkatesh Prasad, Mohamed Shami, Chris Jordan, Wahab Riaz, Jasper Bumrah, And one of your faves, the Irish spinner Andy McBrien. Oh, really? the really? Is the only player ever to make six from one ball dismissed. Everyone else is six not out. How do you think he got out for an innings of six off one ball? Well, this is what um, T20 analysts call
0: the perfect possible game, don't they? They say if you get six from one and out second ball, you've done your job. Perfectly. No, no one ball.
1: He faced one ball.
0: Oh, sorry. He was out from one ball. He got run out at six. the non. He got run out at the non-striker's end from fingers uh, in the follow-through, something like that.
1: He he tried to run an extra on a wide to the subsequent delivery against Zimbabwe and Belfast in 2021 and got run out heading to the non-striker's <laughs> end after hitting a six first ball. So he's the only player ever to make six and out first ball in an ODI. The others are all six not out, and Aidan Markram joined that list today. I like he's got to it. Six hundred.
0: I like it I like it nice one there from Andy McBride uh, look Jeff uh, I'm off I've got to read um, how New Zealand foreign policy has changed since their change of government a couple of weeks ago so I'm going to crack on with that and read about this conspiracy theory in greater depth uh, you're going to uh, crack on where are you off to next I think you're flying Mumbai. Mumbai Mumbai tonight oh, no okay.
1: we're, we're, we're driving down to Mumbai tonight for the game okay. tomorrow
0: so Jeff will be in Mumbai then we'll be back tomorrow on the show with the game that's between India and Sri Lanka at the work rest and play the Netherlands are playing afghanistan on friday this has been the final word daily for westfield london westfield stratford city if you really like what we do patreon.com forward slash the final word we've got a daily show in the feed uh, weekly show rather in the feed at the moment which deals with all the issues around the game our story time history show last week was a belter another one coming on the weekend with myself and barat Sunderason, guest hosting for jeff We've got interviews coming up left, right, and centre, including one with a former England great and another with the new um, president of the MCC, Mark Nicholas, when he's back from the World Cup. We can't stop, we won't stop. This is the final word. We will talk to you tomorrow. I ain't protected,
1: by I fence fenced. And in my future questions, my current senses, that'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.